welcome the Concordia Center for Spiritual Living. We are a New Thought spiritual community in Rhode Island that's dedicated to practical spirituality and activities that can empower you to create a life of abundance, health, joy, and meaning. As you listen to this recording of a recent talk given at the center, please know that wherever you are on your spiritual path, we are knowing God's highest and best for you. You know, our theme for this year is us living out loud. And the more weeks that I've been, you know, each week building and talking and exploring about this, I love doing this. I love doing it. It it, it just grows deeper and deeper. And my understanding and relationship to it grows. And I hope yours is growing as well to that topic of, of what living out loud means to you. But as we've been discussing it here, we have talked about living out loud being where we are living our truth and our power standing in that truth and power, letting our light be seen and known with courage and also with compassion, compassion for ourselves and for those around us, allowing them the space to to live their lives out loud. And also taking responsibility, taking responsibility for our own experience. Because there are times, I don't know, I mean, I know none of us in this room would do this, but, when, you know, it's like, this is my truth. <laughs> and we're, there are people that we know or that we've seen or heard about where they tend, can make it all about themselves and then want to make everyone else around them responsible for them um, having their experience. And, yeah, that's not what we're about here. I remember... When I first got in this teaching, Tracy, thank you for welcoming us here this morning, but she had uh, mentioned our philosophy of science of mind. That, that is the teaching that we, we embrace here for our common conversation. We're not here at Concordia. We're not here about doctrine or dogma or telling anybody what they must believe, but there are some principles that, that in science of mind that we have, have Many of us here have practiced for ourselves and have demonstrated as true for ourselves. And so from that place, we stand in our truth and power. And I just forgot where I was going with that. But... <laughs> yes, I was, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, Kevin. Wherever you're at on your path, you're welcome here. No. <laughs> So let's just go, let's just go back. Let's just go back to our topic. Those non-sequiturs can mess me up. So what are we talking about? We're talking about living out loud in authenticity. Yeah, me being authentic, right? I've been using a quote from Brene Brown to support us because if, if, you, wanna, if you wanna know about authenticity, if you wanna know about the topic that we're talking about today, I mean, Brene Brown is like the go-to expert as a researcher and social scientist. And, and this quote I've been using from her is, is about this practice of cultivating authenticity. She says that authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. I think that sums it up pretty well. And we began this month, we began our discussion around making our authentic self welcome in in the world by first acknowledging that each of us are unique beings. 
know, Emerson is, is one who said that, that imitation is suicide. And when we are imitating or, or trying to be like others, rather than being our authentic self, then what we're doing is it is a form of suicide. Suicide of our authenticity. You know, um, Oscar Wilde, it's attributed to him as, as the be yourself because everybody else is already taken. You're the only one in the world, unique. And so we started this month going into that, that there is an authentic self, there is an authentic you. Only you can be you in the world. And so we started, that's where we started this month. And then the following week, two weeks ago, we talked about us dropping masks that we may hide behind as a reason, we hide just like animals hide in nature to camouflage, to keep ourselves safe. And there are times where that is necessary. But when these masks become our identity, when they become our, who we believe ourselves to be, then it is like putting a light under a basket. Last week, we deepened our conversation. So we dropped the mask, becoming clear on what is important to us, what our values are. Last week, I shared with you that, that our authentic self is, is, is held within the container of our boundaries. This is where our authentic self resides. And as we become clear on what is important to us and, and what our boundaries are, that as we share that with ourselves, bring what is important to me as we, I become aware of it. And I let others know then what boundaries, where boundaries can sound like walls, that it actually can become a bridge where I'm inviting others into a deeper conversation of who I am and who they are, what their needs are. They, I'm, I'm inviting them into me see, into intimacy. And today, as we gather here this last Sunday, we are exploring some further barriers that can keep us from fully embracing our true self. Because here's what can happen is as we embark on this journey of self-discovery and, and to, to let our light shine, it's natural. It's natural to look at those around us and see who they are and what they're doing, and that can draw us into comparison sometimes, many times, for some of us all the time, which can evoke feelings of shame and unworthiness. You know, I waited till the very last week to talk about this topic that we're going to talk about today, about shame, about unworthiness. Because if I brought it out at the very beginning, it might have been, you might not have been convinced of the importance or the need or the necessity of letting your light shine. You know, there's a story um, that we're all familiar with about a swan who, who, a swan who was one day come, came upon a calm lake where they saw their reflection for the first time. Up till that point, that swan was, was convinced 
because so many people had told them, told this swan that you were an ugly duckling, that that swan became convinced that, that, that they were unworthy and that they needed to be ashamed of, of their size and their shape and, and, and the, the color of their feathers and, and who they were, the sounds they would make, the honking instead of the quacking, like there's much difference. <laughs> but in the moments when that swan looked into the reflection and saw itself clearly, it saw looking back at itself, not an ugly duckling, but a beautiful swan. A swan that was deserving of love, that was deserving of acceptance. A, a swan as it can only be. And this revelation allowed that swan to let go of the shame and unworthiness it had carried so long so that it could embrace its authentic self and to quonk, to honk. <laughs> Maybe that one was quonking. <laughs> Authentically. Boy, I'm having a morning, aren't I? <laughs> you know, like the swan, each of us has our inherent worth. And we have in worth that is inherent within us because of who and what we are. We are children of God. We are children of the divine. We did not create ourselves. Something larger than us made us of itself. And it is what is moving us and guiding us and directing us. And it is here that it is conspiring for our good. It is harmonizing everything into right action. And it is always calling to us if we have the ears to hear. It is always saying this way, this way. And when we can, can look into the reflection, into the reflection, when, into the face of love itself, that divine love, we can see our authentic self reflected back to us and we can put down the shame and the unworthiness. Ernest Holmes, our founder, wrote in this thing called you. He said, you belong to the universe in which you live. You are one with the creative genius back of this vast array of ceaseless motion, this original flow of life. Our worthiness is our birthright. See, we've been told messages that we're less than or that there's something wrong with us. And we've believed that. But guess what? Today's a new day. Our worth is not dependent on external factors. It is, in fact, not dependent on the approval of others. But shame and unworthiness can manifest in various ways and keep us, keep us from letting our light shine. Shame is a universal experience. It's a universal experience, and, and, and for many, this feeling of not good enough, not enough, unworthy. For some, it is so, it is rooted deep because the messages may have been learned early before we even knew words. And so this feeling, this is why I didn't talk about this on week one, because this experience of the feelings of shame and unworthiness can be almost, it is not in our DNA, it can feel like it, that it can actually stop us from stepping forward when it's challenged. The feeling of not enough, 
the fear of being unlovable. It convinces us to do things that we might not do otherwise. Work harder than we, than we even have the ability to. Oh, we need to change ourselves. We need to keep parts of ourselves hidden from others because of what others may think and say. I know all of us in this room, there is something that's that we are afraid that if someone knew this, if they knew this about me, they would not love me. But it's not the truth. Some may not love us. And you know, it's better sometimes to find out quick <laughs> who's not there standing with you. Because if they're not standing with you when, when all of you is there, they're not standing with you at all. Learning what shame is and what triggers shame for us enables us to recognize and move through it to our worthiness. This is why it's not possible to talk about authenticity without talking about shame. Shame can become a guide if we allow it, just as boundaries can build bridges when we become aware of those triggers that are within us that cause us to feel shame and to step back. Oh, there is an area that's wanting to be explored. That's calling to me to seek out my worth, not from the approval of others, but for me to wake up to tell a new story to in fact tell the truth about myself, the truth that sets me free. Brene Brown, she wrote that shame is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. How does shame and unworthiness keep us and or hold us back? Well, in many different ways. And I mean, the things that we've talked about this month, I've said some of these topics will flow into one another, but the catalyst for us to hide behind a mask, what is below or behind or beneath those catalysts is the shame and the, and the fear of being found out. That's why we hide. We hide because of shame. We hide because we're convinced we're not good enough or not enough. What will it cause us to do? Shame will cause us to suppress our emotions. It'll cause us to hide what we're feeling because of maybe someone might ridicule us or judge us. Shame and unworthiness can keep us from practicing self-care. Do you ever wonder why you don't do the things that you know to do in order to take care of yourself? physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. It's because there is some belief underlying that that we believe that we don't deserve the self-care. You see, if once I get my body to the right size, then I deserve the love and attention. So why would I take care of myself physically if I believe that there's something wrong with me physically? I don't deserve the care if there's shame and unworthiness there. Do you see the vicious cycle this creates? Seeking validation from others is something else that our, uh, our believing that we're not good enough will cause us and keep us chasing after. 
Because if I believe that I'm not good enough, then my opinion doesn't matter. And I'm going to look to those outside of me to validate who I am, to release shame and unworthiness and embrace our authentic selves. Where we need to start is to acknowledge that we do have those feelings. And that's why we're talking about it this morning. It's not always the, 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 the it's not the lightest topic of the bunch. You know, let your light shine. Boundaries, oh yeah. Those, you know, those feel good. But facing, looking into the face of a thought or a belief, and that's all it is. It feels so much more, but because of what it, it, it causes to rise in us. But to look at these feelings and these thoughts and to challenge them. You know, Ernest Holmes says this. He says, when you stop condemning yourself, the condemnation of others will not reach you. It's essential to confront these emotions, to process them and ultimately let them go. I just want to offer you this morning some actions that we can take to support us on this. Because yes, we have to acknowledge that we have these feelings. There is a feeling, and insert, I'm not good enough, or oh, and let me, they're the expert in the room. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say what I'm thinking. These feelings of not enough, not good enough. How can we move through these? So I'm going to offer you some thoughts to, as a starting place. And we said that we need to be aware of the feelings. And awareness is always, is always the place to begin. Awareness is the first step in transforming these feelings and reclaiming our power. And with the awareness, as we look to, to challenge these, these patterns of shame and unworthiness, Creating an inventory of our triggers, knowing what triggers us, is a powerful awareness. Do you get that? Do you understand? And do you understand why? I mean, if I know where the landmines are within myself, then I can do things in order to stay out of that ditch, falling into that ditch. Maybe even begin to fill it in. To change the internal landscape, my emotional landscape within. To change my beliefs about myself. Knowing what triggers me, what triggers these feelings of shame and unworthiness will help me to face them head on. Something else that can help me challenge these feelings of shame and unworthiness is to share my story with a trusted friend. To share it with a trusted friend. Brene Brown writes this. She says, shame needs three things to grow out of control in our lives. Secrecy, silence, and judgment. We need to share our experience. Shame loses power when it is spoken. You know, I said this in, in one of our earlier weeks, that secrets are toxic. And they're toxic because they keep us trapped in this, these feelings of shame. But opening up to those feelings. Oh, last week I shared that vulnerability is the path. Opening up 
and letting someone catch a, a glimpse behind the curtain that we have kept in front of us for so long and letting them see what is there, what can uh, open us up to healing. You know, in 12-step recovery, I know we've got a few here in the room, but the fifth step, the fifth step where we admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. This vital exercise, letting someone hear our story, know who we are. And it is with someone that is trusted, someone who trusts you, someone who's not there to judge you, a fellow human being, a fellow traveler, someone who is walking the same path with you, you will see reflected back to you in their eyes without that judgment. It's like, oh, I'm human like they are. They're human like I am. And this exercise of letting ourselves be seen, warts and all, takes the power out of it. It takes the power out of that shame, the toxicity out of it. By sharing wrong with a trusted, confident, guilt and shame begin to melt away. If you don't have someone, you're not in a 12-step program, grab a practitioner. Have a session. Say, this is what's going on in my life. A prayer partner, a friend, a minister even. Hey. <laughs> Someone that you trust. To say, hey, can you listen to me? I need to share. I need to talk about what's going on within me. Because my freedom is more important to me than hiding. What else can we do to help us challenge these feelings and heal from them is self-awareness and self-compassion. Our contemplative practices of mindfulness. Mindfulness can help us. Meditation, it can help us develop a greater self-awareness and compassion for ourselves. Now, why is this? How is this? Well, in mindfulness practice, equanimity is a quality of mindfulness. What is equanimity? Equanimity is the quality of, of neither grasping or pulling, pushing. It is where I, in our practice, you know, so thoughts come up and it's like, oh, we don't judge ourselves, do we? In meditation, at least we're not supposed to. <laughs> and if you are, you should be ashamed of yourself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's bad. Uh, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. But in our practice of meditation, what's the practice? The practice is that we keep bringing our, our mind back to the object of our meditation. It may be our breath, it may be a mantra, it may be a mandala, a sound, whatever it is, the object. And thoughts arise and then we notice, we become aware in the practice that, oh, I'm no longer focused on my breath. I'm planning what I'm gonna have for lunch. <laughs> And as we begin our practice, then we like go, oh, and then, okay, my breath, inhale. <laughs> two, inhale, two, exhale, three. Where are we going to go Saturday? <laughs> oh, one breath, and But the practice is that we keep coming back with equanimity, not pushing against it not grasping and trying to make it different, not making the experience. And with practice, we get better. 
And that begins to filter into other areas of our life where we can be mindful in the experience, in the moment, to witness it without judging it. And what if we lived our lives that we sat, that we held that same quality with ourselves of equanimity? That when things, when, when situations arise and maybe we said something that wasn't as skilled as we wish it we were, can we bring that compassion? Well, with equanimity we can. Through understanding and embracing all aspects of ourselves, even those parts that we may be ashamed of, we begin to, the grip, we begin to let it go or, or maybe it begins to let go of us. What else can we do? We can affirm our worthiness. This is what we do with spiritual mind treatment, affirmative prayer, self-positive self-talk, affirmations. I don't know about you. Well, I do know. All of us have, to some degree, an inner critic that can whisper in our ears messages of how we may have done it wrong or did it wrong. It may sound like your mother or father. I know mine does. And that voice can be speaking. And what is counteracting that voice? What is diluting that voice for you? If it isn't you, then, then oh, please, I hope that you have people around you that are speaking life into you. But if we are going to master our mind rather than our mind mastering us, then, then it is up to us then to, to bring into the equation of those feelings of shame and unworthiness, to bring tools and thoughts that can support us in neutralizing and letting go of that shame. Affirmations such as, I am worthy, I am loved, I am enough. Even just repeating that to yourself. I remember Louise Hay. She, I, the first time I heard her on a cassette tape, I loved hearing her voice. It was, it was a cassette tape. It was way back when. And, and she said that she believed that the, the answer to every problem was self-love and forgiveness. To love ourselves. Love ourselves more. Forgive ourselves more. Have compassion. You know, say that with me. I am worthy. I am loved. I am enough. Say it again. I am worthy. I am loved. I am enough. One more time. I am worthy. I am loved. I am enough. Yes. You know, repeating messages like this to ourselves. There are other messages that we're repeating. Why not take something affirmative in support of stepping into our power and releasing shame and unworthiness? Because that is a crucial step. If we're going to live our authentic lives and live in alignment with our true nature, what we teach in Science of Mind is that we're perfect, whole, and complete. We are individualizations of that one life, that one power, that one presence. And we are worthy and we are good enough and we are loved. And so practicing that and reminding ourselves of that, well, the, the, to, to the greater degree that we believe that and accept that for ourselves, we begin to then live in alignment with that truth. 
Prim Prakash writes that our stresses, anxieties, pains, and problems arise because we do not see the world, others, or even ourselves as worthy of love. I'm done with it, aren't you? The stresses, the anxieties, the problems, the feelings of not good enough. What has it gotten us this, this far? Except heaviness. Shedding shame and unworthiness that holds us back empowers us to step into our inherent worthiness, to embrace our authentic self. And I've said a few times this morning to let our light shine. May we all walk along next to each other, holding that space to see each other as perfect, whole, and complete, and to allow ourselves to be seen as well. Shine on. Shine on. Shine on, loved ones. Peace and love. Namaste. We hope that you enjoyed this audio recording. For more information about our center, please visit our website at www.concordiacsl.com. You can also visit us online at our Facebook page or our YouTube channel by searching for Concordia Center for Spiritual Living. If you're in the area, come join us at one of our Sunday celebration services. We'd love to welcome you there. Namaste and blessings.